Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Make sure you adjust your own mask before helping others. Recorders are motherfucking process. All right. So <clears throat> clears my throat. Life is good, everybody. <laughs> Life is motherfucking good. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Liqui Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, we're doing some gender bending. Not really, but we are talking about gender. Um, I don't know if I could flip my gender and reverse it. Um, nope. No, I'm not Missy Elliott. I can't do well. Mm, Missy didn't do that towards her ginger. You know, I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've offended at least 18 people at this point, probably more. <laughs> Look, if he was offended by that, I'm sorry, but you can also suck a dick. But not I'm joking. Let me stop. Hey, <laughs> oh my god. It'd be like that. It'd, it'd be, be like, like that. that. It really does. Oh my lord. <laughs> Look. For real, people find anything, anything. So now I be hearing people talk like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I just offended. I'm just speaking for me. Anybody like every time after somebody say something, now they be tiptoeing around everything. I'm sorry about anyone. I'm just speaking on my opinion. Well, actually, let me take that back. So you know, it be it be so much. People trying to find the politically correct way to say shit all the time. Exactly. Maybe like just say what's on your mind. Just, exactly. just say I somebody only, else can resonate. <laughs> I only uh, uh, apologize to certain people that I legitimately <laughs> offend, and you better be of that representation because look, you're not gonna be like, "How dare you say this about this certain group, bitch? Are you a part of that damn group? Who the fuck are you? The police? Back the fuck up! <laughs> Buy me your friend." Yeah. who was offended and I'll talk to them because you're not worthy of nothing. Back up. <laughs> All right, just, just be mindful of the gender police. Gonna be paying attention to this one. They will, they will. <laughs> you could suck some dicks. Or eat some pussy, or eat some ass. If you are here, fuck it, I love it. What would you prefer? <laughs> Look, Whatever you identify as. <laughs> at, at this point, just I'm going to start telling people suck a dick with a pronoun on it. <laughs> that's going to be the episode title i'm sorry <laughs> suck a dick with a pronoun on it <laughs> oh god all right as y'all can hear z is with me again <laughs> on this episode and i guess i stepped into some toxic shit and i'm going to stay here it's, it's it feels you know what i'm going to my i'm uh, most people have whole phases i'm going to my fuck nigga phase and i'm here for it <laughs> um so z how are you doing today oh you know marvelous <laughs> same old same old well since you know this is, since you're back on the podcast do you mind reintroducing yourself letting people know about the great things that you're working on how they can connect with you follow you and all this other great shit just let them know all about the awesomeness that is you okay well i'm z aka z ray AKA Zahir, you know what I'm saying? On Instagram, zz.ray. And I'm the host of Now I'm Talking About Podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm from Houston and I'm a trans guy. And I just be talking about shit and doing shit and working and shit. And that's it. Making money. <laughs> Making money <Exactly>. podcasting, <laughs> possibly smoking weed. If you are, I support. 
Actually, I know okay. you smoke weed. I've seen your Hell I've seen yeah. your show. This nigga yep. like literally opens and closes. You didn't you have like a whole minute or so on one of your, at the end of one of your episodes, you just high as shit laughing or some shit? Yeah, I was singing the song, you know what I'm saying, about my go. girl Kamaya. She one of my new favorite artists. You know what I'm Bro. saying? I had to I had to get it in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was so confused. Was, it was on my spirit. It was on my spirit. I had to let it out and I had to share it. It was at the ending. I was like, you know what? I need to get this song out. I just feel it. <laughs> and I will say one of the great the greatest things about having a deep voice is that you can always find a good note and stick on that note. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It's like the easiest thing. Like I, I feel bad for those people who say that they can't sing. I'm just like, all you have to do, find your note. When you find your note, <laughs> that's it. Like people ask me all the time, Vernon, can you sing? Nope, but I have one good note and I know it. That's, that's it. I could sing See, off key all day. That's something that was hard for me to to to. It was hard for me to find my new note because before my old note, before transitioning, it was you know I could do all types of notes. You know what I'm saying? And then now I had to relearn how to sing. I was like, damn. So I had to find my note, like you just saying. And it's one note. <laughs> it don't really go no higher than that note. So it is what it is. <laughs> what was your voice part prior? Uh, what do you mean? Like, what were you all before, before it's, oh, I don't know. Shit. My voice was really small. What did you call that? <laughs> I don't know. A whisper? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was very, it was very, uh, light. Mm. It was very shit. I got all my transition stuff on my YouTube, fucking talking and all my different voice phases and shit. But yeah, shit. It was a small girly voice. Mm, Nothing possibly, special. Possibly like a good. Uh, what is it? Uh, soprano. There we go. Yeah, we fussed with the soprano. Um, I, <clears throat> I took chorus for like four, five years, six. <laughs> really. I think I started course in seventh grade and I'm not doing the math. I, I, I feel like that is okay. High school's four years, seventh. Okay. So six years I was in course. There we go. <laughs> I did the math. I, I was, oh, mm. wow. but <clears throat> I went from, uh, also, um, to, um, actually I was like, Auto one, then auto two, then my um when I get got into high school, my um chorus teacher, she was very religious. So she was like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have a man singing with the women. So then I became ten or one. And then my voice got a little bit deeper, not that much. And then I, I was just like ten or one, ten or two, and then I found my <laughs> one good bass note. So that's that's pretty much where I was since high school. <laughs> She trained the alto out of my voice. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. But yeah, that's that. It was fun. I would say chorus was a very fun class. Um, So, what was your experience like? Like, um, as you know, you transitioned and got to relearn yourself. um, Mm. What was that like? Um, it was challenging due to having nobody really in my corner at that time. Other than that, it was cool. Like, it took a minute for anybody to respect me. Really, it took me to, you know, no disrespect to my parents or nothing. But like, you know, for parents, I have leniency. I get it. I came from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect you to get it from the get go. But, like, it wasn't really until I moved out um, from my mom's house where I felt like people started to get it after a while. Like, but then, like, me not coming around at times around family, I felt like they didn't get to really see me evolve mm-hmm. and see what I look like. So, in their head, they always had the girl version in their head and always referenced to me as a girl or whatever but like um as far as like support I had to go out like outside of family to get support make new friends and that's basically what I what I did I 
guy with my girl, then she introduced me to some people, network, and from there, it kind of branched out from there, getting to know more people in the community, getting to know more people from there, you know what I'm saying? So, like, being out and proud versus I was about to leave, uh, live stealth, meaning live a life where nobody knew I was trans, you know what I'm saying? I was very close to living life like that, but I kind of already did, and it's very isolating, you know what I'm saying? Now, being out and, and proud, basically not giving a fuck, it's, it's freedom, like, it's freedom, but it's also certain stuff people hold over your head, like, with me doing um, OnlyFans and being open about it. Like, some stuff come back and bite you in the ass, but I always tell my dad, like, he'll be trying to go back and forth with me. I always tell him, the re- the 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 reason why I know I'm the strongest in the room, despite what the family be saying about me, is because I can name all the shit I got going on. Mm. They can't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't mind. Like, I'm going to th- throw all my shit on the table, like, and they can't like they can't admit the they false, and that's how I know I'm the strongest person. And so you know that's kind of how I look at life now. Like you might as well tell it before other people tell it for you, or try to tell your story for you. You know what I'm saying? So mm. yeah, I was I was close to being stealth. I was very close to it, but I'm glad I didn't. But like and now, like me being so open, like even if I want to live like a private life. <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's always going to be those people that kind of be like, that's a trans man or, you know, try to put you on blast. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you kind of just want to exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, it just comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? Of me being out. I ain't really tripping on that, though. But yeah, it's been cool. I mean, I don't really got no complaints other than I realized that um people in the LGBT community are just as traumatized as people in the straight community mm. as well. You know what I'm saying? They, they could be just as trash and just as, you know, now I hold people to an individual level. I'm not, I don't treat people special just because of their demographic no more. Mm. Like I get the difference between being a vulnerable demographic versus you thinking everybody should just bow to you because you're part of that demographic. Like that's not how life works. So now I kind of look at things in that way too. So it's just been a growing experience. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's had its ups and downs, but that's just come with life, you know, no matter what mm-hmm. you do in life, you know? Not you dropping gems, Lord. I, <laughs> I haven't been to church in a while. Most definitely on the podcast, and we're in church today. Good Lord. Like the, it is Sunday. It is Sunday. <laughs> and you, you said some real shit. Most definitely you said that the, the strength comes from just owning your shit. Like you yes. can step and pro- be proud about it. Like, yes, you can't hold anything over a motherfucker's head when they admit to it. Like, that's a exactly. part of the reason why I just start calling myself a, a hoe because, <laughs> like, <laughs> you might as well own the title if that's what it is. Like, might as well. Like, even when I wasn't even sexual, people thinking I'm out here fucking around and all this other stuff. And I'm like, exactly. It, okay. They automatically think, like, if you if you're a man a part of the LGBT community, like, I can see why people, like, will hypersexualize y'all and think that y'all just out here being super predators. Like, they always think that for some reason. Like, they think y'all out here just fucking anything. The minute you say you identify as something, like, even with being bisexual, like, people automatically assume you just fucking any and everything. Like, Mm-hmm. No. it's like no that's not the case no i have standards no. and my standards are quite high <laughs> right like look this is not this is not the titanic titanic where we just let everybody on and then when we sink that's when we start to get selective no motherfucker you couldn't get you right. couldn't get on this boat to begin with the fuck <laughs> you exactly exactly <laughs> But yeah, like uh, I, I have some people in my family who just won't get it. And I'm like, I'm not going to educate you. I'm not going to be that person to hold your hand through this process <laughs> right. because mm-hmm. you get to a point where you just like, I don't need you in my life, but I want you in my life. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to do whatever the fuck you want to do over here, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue right. to exist and I'm just going to continue to do me, continue to be great, to continue to be happy. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. 
The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. I'm going to continue right. to exist and I'm just going to continue to do me, continue to be great, to continue to be happy. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'll be at your funeral and I'll say how much I loved you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, family, I, I, I said the other day, like I said, if you can fucking make it through family like if you can deal with family you can deal with anybody like mm. <laughs> because those are motherfuckers you actually love you know you're 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 conditioned to love you're you're conditioned to respect well at least in my family like they have that elder hierarchy that that old southern elder hierarchy gotta love it condition to love them respect them you know what i'm saying it and that complicates things and if you could face them you can face pretty much anybody like because <laughs> them be the most fucking like you could like some of them you know you wouldn't fuck with them if mm. they wasn't family like, mm. i wouldn't even be around you if you wasn't family Bruh. and it just be like that, like it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I they I used to let them run over me the most. And once I started to set boundaries and speak my mind, now you disrespectful. Now you causing drama. Now you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's you you really like you can't win with some people. Look, I, I- <laughs> so you might as well protect your energy. I love it when someone gets upset when the boundaries start to come up. I love it. It's a, it might yeah. be a kink because I'm just like, <laughs> you're upset because I'm choosing to remove myself from you and you've been pushing me away all this time. Now you got a problem. Okay, yeah. fam. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. that 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 fucking elder hierarchy in my family is something serious. Like, mm. you're supposed to just let them do whatever. Cause they they this they your auntie or they your grandma they you know what I'm saying like it's it's so much shit. Look, I I know like in my family it's just it's usually just the grandparents that um you don't disrespect and the parents. Other than mm-hmm. that, auntie, uncles, and all that other stuff. Probably yeah. not like the uh, immediate ones, but you know like right. yeah. your grandmother's brother, your uh, um mom's cousins, and all them. Who the yeah. fuck are y'all? <laughs> like yeah. I love you, but um, you you your seed did not result in me. So Shit. what are we doing here? But like, mine be on some, yeah, like, <laughs> on some other shape around. Like with my um the book I wrote. So my book is titled "The Central Guide on How to Be a Hoe." My grandmother. Mm-hmm. She laughed. She loved it. She asked for a copy. And I'm like, if my grandmother can accept this book, I don't give a damn what anybody else has to say. (laughs) That's the My dad, also, cool with it. Again, you can have as many problems as you want about who I am, but the people Mm -hmm. that I uh, love and cherish, they have no problems Mm -hmm. with it. Fuck you right yeah and i i really wish that was my case like mm. now on my mom's side they cool like my grandmother is cool you know what i'm saying my uncle is cool when i went up there they from california so that's like kind of a whole different world versus texas but as far as like mentalities and stuff and over there you know what i'm saying they kind of was just like my uncle's like, oh, you, you I got some weights. You want to lift weights? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what type of stuff he on versus my uncle on my dad's side would try to be dry snitching on me about stuff like, you know, 
such and such talking about me, such and such is sagging. You know what I'm saying? Just different petty shit. <laughs> different weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's the shit that I be having to deal with. <laughs> I, I actually do get that. I've had that experience of people snitching. And just like, <laughs> oh, you you know Trey is doing why do you why one why are you telling my dad <laughs> like i would be out here on a whole video with my fucking ankles behind my fucking neck why are you watching it to begin with two why are you telling my right, dad that's weird. That this is going on that's weird that's weird you don't need to know what the fuck i'm doing that's weird it's so, why it's, are you watching my shit that's weird it's so like you know me <sighs> Don't be that's watching like, me. <laughs> this, that should be an unspoken rule. Like, you family, you come across any of my sexy stuff or my sex stuff, you're supposed to keep that to yourself. Like, you're supposed to be embarrassed mm-hmm. finding it in general. Look, like, delete, delete, delete. Like, I found <laughs> an old co-worker on Twitter giving head to somebody. And I was like, I was not looking to see this. Granted, this is a co-worker. I was kind of like i will fool around with them but you know we kind of yeah. gained distance and i saw that i was like let me not follow this profile let me <laughs> no, don't want to see that again because i i want to respect <laughs> that boundary that i i right. set for myself like my family who wants to come on my <laughs> podcast who really do not understand i tell these people about what we talk about on this podcast all the time <laughs> so when are you going to let me be a guest on, my po- on your podcast bitch never <laughs> i don't want to I talk about your sex about life when <laughs> my auntie was throwing that ass like, right i don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care, care i don't care to know uh-uh we're good on that if we're talking about family and mental health we could we could have right. that episode but no because we're talking about sex okay the sex <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh god so one of the things we were talking about uh in the intake meeting was just some of the misconceptions and stereotypes that people have for trans people like the belief mm-hmm. that oh you can just say that you're this and go into any kind of bathrooms and all this other stuff like it's not real all this bullshit mm-hmm. What are some of the misconceptions that you've um, been dealt with or some of the ones that you want to address on this podcast and that we can unpack? What's going on? Uh, Misconceptions. Testosterone makes you gay. Um. (laughs) I feel like that's the truth. Hold on now. (laughs) I know a lot of gay men and I know a lot of straight men who just be like a little too homoerotic for me. And I'm just like, are y'all fucking me? Because <laughs> I no, heard the manly man like some dick. <laughs> the, it do would be a lot of homoerotic stuff going on. Now, <laughs> I I was speaking for the trans men because mm-hmm. I've heard it kind of going around. Like it was one period where it was going around where kind of people were going back and forth about whether for trans men the testosterone make you gay. And, you know, I want to point out that that's a no, that's a misconception. A lot of people feel like because it makes you more sexually um, active, that means that you just crave dick, basically. That's kind of what they're saying. But I would say no, because most of us, if you talk, if you talk with us, if we're attracted to men, we would tell you even before testosterone, there was some attraction there as well. So that's one. And then for two, what's a misconception? We transition to get the, uh, I guess, opposite gender. Like that's saying like I transitioned to get women or a trans woman or transition to get a guy. Now, has there been some questionable times where it's kind of like I've seen some people get surgeries to appeal um, to their partner or... Like, for instance, I know a trans guy that got a hysterectomy to kind of appease his girlfriend at the time. Like, you know, I've seen people do things to their bodies to appease some people or like um, be taken more seriously by people. But I think there's still a misconception because for the most part, no, we're doing it for us. (laughs) We are transitioning for us. And there's also some trans men that are attracted to men 
and it's just men, and that makes them gay trans guys. And then you have some trans men that are just attracted to women, you know, that makes them straight men. And then trans women are attracted to men that makes them straight or they could be bisexual if they like both. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, all these different things. And then also, I also heard a lot of gay guys going back and forth about whether it makes them gay or not if they like trans men. Does it still make them gay? I've seen that question pop up all the time. And a whole bunch of people debating and arguing under these posts <laughs> and having their think pieces and stuff, you know. And I think that if you're a gay man and you like trans men, yeah, you're still gay, you know. And I think if you're a bisexual man and you like trans men, it still makes you bisexual. If you're a straight woman and you like trans men, they still make you straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> now there's some some blurred lines that can occur, like... There's always some exceptions that occur. Like it depends on what the woman decides to identify as after getting with that person. Like say if I got with a straight woman and then she starts, she say that she want to identify as bisexual now or being with me. I'm necessarily not going to get offended because I know what parts I have and you can grow to have it, grow to like that part. And you could also grow to like that part in women as well after having your experiences. Like, I'm also the type to let people be them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot of debate, you know, if a lesbian dates a straight, dates a trans guy, um, that doesn't make her lesbian anymore. Like, people are picking and choosing what's what labels to put on people nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to do that. I think that's a misconception that we all want to do that and force labels on people and force things on people. I personally don't give a fuck if I'm with you and you identifying as a lesbian. Well, I think that's a little weird, but you know, I'm still going to be like, Hey, that's, <laughs> that's you. Because I also know plenty of women that say they lesbian and still fuck with niggas like cis men. You know what I'm saying? Like I've dealt with girls like that, like personally, like, I was fucking around with one girl. She said she was a lesbian, but she fucked with cis men all the time. They ended up having a baby daddy. And you know what I'm saying? It's so many fake lesbians or fake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> out here anyways. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's always a touchy subject, but I would say that's a big misconception that um we be trying to force stuff on people. Yeah. But yeah, the bathroom stuff, um, uh, I always think that that's centered around trans women um, and women saying, you know, they, they fear for their safety. And I don't think that they will want me in their bathroom looking how I look. <laughs> I don't think cis women want me in their bathroom, even though they say that we shouldn't be condoning it by allowing men in their spaces and blah, blah, blah. But you're not going to know if I'm a trans guy or not if. Most trans guys, you're not going to know if we trans or not by coming in there. Like, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this man doing? So I think that that's just a fake ass concern. You know, like how white people used to say, we got to protect our children. We can't desegregate these schools. You know what I'm saying? What about our kids? You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where it's kind of like throwing things out there. Now the focus is on sports as if there's so many of us. It's not a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? It's just so much stuff they, they try to throw curveballs at to make an issue out of and get people riled up so that it could be more divisive and less tolerance for trans for the trans community. And then I think the trans community has this, a lot of times, this fake utopia where it's not going to work, where we're not the majority in the world. So we got to come to terms what we gonna do because we gotta live together somehow <laughs> sorry that was long with it but no, yeah but again we're in church we are in church and pastor yeah. dunn gave a sermon <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> got that straight from second corinthians verse two in chapter one <laughs> exactly but no, like, like, um, that's real shit. Like, most definitely with the trans people in sports conversation, I really don't like. I, I, 
I understand some of that history there because I know Right. part of the reason why we have the male-female leagues is because at one Right. point, there was a large number of men who were afraid that if women were to join, I forgot exactly which sport it was, but if they were to join that sport, they would start to outdo men and they were afraid of that. So, oh, let's go ahead and create a completely different league rather than having these sports with women. And I'm just like, so what Hmm. you're telling me is that we, the reason why female sports exist is because of male fragility. Hmm. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then like the conversation with um like I remember I think I was it was my freshman year of college. There Mhm was a trans man who was um into wrestling and they didn't mm mhm want to put him in his, you know, the same gender lead. They were like, mm Oh no, you were born female at birth, so you have to wrestle these women. And he okay. They put him over there. He wrestled in the league that they put him in, and he dominated. And because he dominated, they were just like, oh, no, we can't have men in uh, women's sports. He said he was a man to begin with. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Y'all that's how did it always this. is. Learning the hard way. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like if your levels is matching that similar to like the cis people you playing against, that's fair to me. Now, if you just got on hormones three months ago. <laughs> And you try and you're a trans woman, you just got a hormone three months ago, and you trying to go against cis women. I think there's, you know, we could talk about some unfairness there because I think that there is a, a difference with how testosterone chemically is versus estrogen. Like, cause I would know, cause I grew up an athlete. So, I know the difference between when I worked out before and now, like the way I'm able to get strength is so much faster now, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's just the issue of them making it seem like it's so much, it's so many of us when we only make up a fraction of society, a you know very what I'm saying? small fraction <laughs> it's like they blowing this shit out of proportion, like as if y'all are not going to take these things on the individual account anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, You making it like, let's just ban trans people from sports. And it's like, eh, maybe that's a bit extreme. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Why not just make sure we meet the requirements? Because everybody got to re meet requirements anyway. Like, there's a reason why they have weight classes and specific heights that they really aim for. You know what I'm saying? Like, in basketball, they really choose, like, Six one and up guys, really six one is considered short to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like every sport got its requirements. So them acting like trans people are the issue now. I think that's just a like a divisive tactic. And it's just a way for them to express they hate and get people to express they hate and come out the woodworks. Like how when Donald Trump came, a lot of people came out the woodworks and started showing their true face. You know what I'm saying? It's just another Mm one hmm of them situations where it's kind of like a bait to get people <laughs> to, to, to show their face. Like we got to get people to really also voice their opinion about how they don't like this so we can really just ban trans people from getting hormones all together. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And it's yeah. so stupid because I'm like, do y'all realize that you need those same hormones that you're trying to ban? Because you're going to get old. You're going You're to right. get to that point where your Right. dick is no longer going to get as hard as you want it to. And guess what? That Viagra is going to wear off. You might need a little bit of testosterone to help kickstart that horse. How you doing? That Exactly. testosterone rub that you got in that lotion. We know what you're doing. We know why you always have to move your hands like that. Because you're trying to oil up for that Viagra later on. It's okay. It's okay. Exactly. Definitely. And at my job, they make uh, estradiol, like a cream that you put on your vagina so that you can produce more estrogen or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? We need hormones. So, you know, you might as well not get rid of that. Everybody need hormones somehow, some way, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Out some way. you know. <laughs> Let's not be ignorant. And um, I know a stereotype that I used to hear all the time that I'm, I'm actually appreciative that I don't hear it as much now, but it's like, 
the people who think that oh um uh, so a feminine gay man or someone who does drag is also somebody that's trans or a stud is somebody who's um trans because i have i've had some friends in the past who would ask their stud friend and just like which what's this going on with these trans men or what's this going on with these trans women you don't do like that and don't realize that these are two com completely <laughs> different individuals <laughs> these are Damn. completely different experiences yeah Identity. This is a woman who identifies as a woman who's very, um, you know, masculine and wants to be called mm -hmm. a nigga. And I fucks with them because mm -hmm. I love me a good stud because studs are mm -hmm. beautiful. And this is a man mm -hmm. who identifies as a man who is just assigned female at birth. Completely different. Right. Right. Is that isn't that hard <laughs> to understand? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I've heard of that, but I'm glad I never heard anybody ask me that dumbass shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen some studs kind of recently get like top surgery and you know what I'm saying kind of be under that trans umbrella now or you know uh, identify as non-binary it's like a, it's a growing community I would say but um, I also see a lot of trans people stressing like ah, like this is frustrating me because I'm different than that like I need to really set that line Y'all want it to be blurred lines. We we can't have that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm a binary trans guy. And it's a lot of things I don't understand because I, I actually experienced gender dysphoria and was, um, you know, uh, I went to a therapist and he diagnosed me with it. And, you know, all these different things. And I don't really get the, um, the in-between stuff. But, I mean... Hey, who am I to judge it? You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. I get why some straight people will be confused as hell nowadays. Because <laughs> it's it's a growing community. You know what I'm saying? It's no longer really kind of like black and white. Even in the trans community, a lot of people are expressing in different ways. But, mm -hmm. hey, I just I just mind my business and <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> Look, I'm of the mindset, if I find you attractive, I find you attractive. And in terms <laughs> of how we have sex with each other, we could figure that out. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like right now is we're on the attractive level is like that's that's what we are but we right. have not gone to the are we fucking stage yet like right i don't people just annoy me yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's very much growing mm -hmm. in different ways i can't really keep up all the time but hey <laughs> so we, we, it is what it just, is we just exist <laughs> <laughs> So um, to bring back a question, uh, how do you find your sense of masculinity? Um, I would definitely say with what I see in the mirror, like for me, uh, gender is very black and white. Um, I see myself as a man and I transition to see the man, you know what I'm saying? And I would say, you know, before it felt like I, it was always like a, a never ending thing. Like before transitioning, it seemed like it was a never ending journey to find my masculinity. And once I transitioned, I started to really see it unfold and believe it in my head and things started to match up. And then even now to the point where even if I'm naked and I don't see a penis, I still feel very masculine. I have my moments where it's like, Damn, I don't feel masculine right now because I see a vagina, but <laughs> but that's very rare because everything else as far as how I carry myself, like down to how I dress, I'm very binary. I always dress like a guy in my head, you know. Yeah, my, my masculinity is expressed through like the way I dress, especially it always has been before I transition. I I really struggled to like find girl clothes to wear. Like I didn't have any taste for it. And my sister kind of would just dress me up. And people thought I was dressing so nice. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, well, my sister dressed me in my in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you think how my sister dressed me is nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and now it, it was always so natural and easy for me to find like masculine clothes and guy clothes. I've always 
naturally dress well, in my opinion, in that regard. Like, hmm, it's how it's how um it's how I dress, it's how I look. My masculinity is very binary with how I view it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Yeah. So um because I guess this is kind of a misconception thing too. Um uh it's related to toxic masculinity because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't uh when we have that conversation, we automatically think of men and mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, like uh signed at mm-hmm. birth men that, you know, this is something that is solely towards um, that, but mm-hmm. we often don't see that you can find toxic masculinity in any person. You, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what a person was assigned it, uh, to at mm-hmm. birth or anything like that. It's it exists because we live in a patriarchal mm-hmm. society at one, uh, and then mm-hmm. on top of that, a toxic ass society and a toxic mm-hmm. patriarchy. So it's like. Toxic masculinity is everywhere you go. So mm-hmm. what have you experienced uh, toxic masculinity? Have you uh, had to uh, um, like remove some of that from yourself? Did, have you seen mm-hmm. it in other people? Um, what is your, you know, experience with toxic masculinity and avoiding it too? Um, women uphold it. I felt like just as much. Um now, do I think men create it? Yes, but women help uphold it. Um, as far as uh, toxic masculinity, I feel like um, that's always a hard subject because, like, when men make it not okay to be vulnerable, it's 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 almost a weird term where it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around it. Not that I don't believe that is true but like to talk about how it shows up it almost feels like i'm just naming the qualities of just a trash ass person mm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it, even if they didn't have toxic masculinity you know they would just be a toxic person like i feel like <laughs> i feel like the ability to kind of not I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's the eye of the beholder because like everybody defines man differently. Everybody defines what is a woman differently. And then toxic masculinity feels like for me, I would say to me, it looks like a man um, putting on a performance of gendered expression based off of what his stereotypes are what a man is supposed to behave like, even if it's the detriment of others, um, especially women. Um, Anything outside of this box, this imaginary box that nobody really lives up to, really that he's just performing, um, you know, is basically outcasted or should be treated differently or unequally. Um, And I feel like a lot of men try to shelter that term I mean, try to shelter that behavior under the alpha male um, 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 box, basically, label. Um, Really, they say they're alpha male, but they're viewing women in the most misogynistic ways of where women should be more submissive. Like, say, for instance, a woman gets cheated on by her husband. The man says you should be a better wife rather than taking the man uh making him accountable for cheating on his wife you know what i'm saying like different things like that where it's trying to avoid from holding men accountable in any way you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. from bad behavior especially towards women so that's kind of how i view it and also you know there's homophobia i think that kind of goes along with going outside of that alpha male straight cis male box you know what i'm saying anything outside of that is deemed um, negative, should be seen as negative, and we're going to set up our society in that way. And really, you know, it's just one of those things that's kind of under the umbrella of patriarchy to me. Mm. So, you know. Yet again, we're, I think we're in <laughs> chapter three of Second Corinthians now. <laughs> <Verse five. laughs> 
but I hey, agree sure. with you wholeheartedly. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's so many people who like the alpha male concept in general. It just makes me laugh because I just like y'all just give so much beta energy. Like, for me, I feel <laughs> like if you truly walk in your masculinity, there's nothing that you can do that mm-hmm. someone's going to remove that from you because yeah. your masculinity is a part of you. Like, you can right. walk out there and be in a dress and still be masculine. Right. It's just right. re- whether or not how you want to express that uh, mm-hmm. is fitting with you. It's like you cannot really remove that from somebody just because you feel like, oh, they're outside of the norm. Let me call them uh, something mm-hmm. else. Let me call them a, a woman. Let me call them feminine. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, who mm-hmm. the fuck are you? You don't identify mm-hmm. me. You cannot necessarily label me just because you feel like you can have a thousand people that agree with you about this is what masculinity is supposed to be, but you don't have to live that way. And yeah. I think that's a thing that these alpha male people mm-hmm. seem to lack. They don't understand that regardless of what you do, no one can take that masculinity from you. Mm-hmm. If you fear that, if you feel mm-hmm. as though they can, that's a problem. That's something you probably need to work on to see why is it that your identity so is so fickle that mm-hmm. you give someone else ownership of that mm-hmm. part of you. Right. And, and then and they and really it boils down to the world should see it's basically hypocrisy at times because they're saying the world should see it from my point of view and live that way. Men should be this way. And then they say that, you know, say, for instance, the trans community does the same thing where it's like y'all only want people to view it in your way, which is true. Some people are like that where they just so narcissistic. They can't look past um, and self, you know, self-worshiping. They can't look past their own view and will look at other and won't look at other people's point of view. And really, like I said, it comes down to being a trash person and nobody holding you accountable for it. Like how, why I said some women uphold it is because like say for instance, you have a little boy, you know what I'm saying? She's trying to mold him. She may be trying to mold him into that um quote unquote alpha male mentality where it's like don't go outside this box don't go outside mm-hmm. this box you can't play with this toy you can't play with this color like you can't even di- you can't mess with pink you know what i'm saying even though pink started off as a male color being with this mm-hmm. subject but <laughs> but uh it's just like it's those little things where it's like don't go outside of this box and a lot for a lot of women it's it's protecting you know they're trying to protect they uh they whoever they dealing with they kid in that instance you know from you know they know they're gonna have a hard life ahead of them if they are anything outside the box but it's kind of like why not try to dismantle this you know what I'm saying versus keep upholding it keep upholding it you know what I'm saying just assimilating and I think we at that generation of time where it's kind of like we're going to draw the line and get the information out there on the internet. We're going to, you know, educate in different ways and more creative ways. You know what I'm saying? I think that's really what always has shaped society, like the art and the way that, you know, the way we we express, you know, and allowing different expression is how society is molded and a lot of people look at it in a negative way if people express themselves in a different way but if we don't that's going backwards like if we're just saying putting people in one box and saying don't go outside of that you know what i'm saying that's going backwards mm. you know what i'm saying so yeah that's really all toxic masculinity is just upholding those patriarchal standards of what a woman should be what a man should be in a patriarchal society so yeah <laughs> so while you were talking I, I know i really do need to go into the end portion of these segments but something just jumped out to me and i want to yeah. ask your opinion on it do you feel as though toxic masculinity within the black community is a trauma response is it a trauma response at times it seems so like um I like okay. If we look at somebody like Louis Farrakhan, he's a good example of of um, somebody embodying kind of like a trauma response, like going into those uh, 
very strict male binary rules you know what i'm saying all while talking about slavery and what white people have done and you know all these different things um i think he's a good example of that type of person where and then a lot of people will follow behind or not even just him somebody like um uh what's his name umar johnson like mm. people like him are what i think of when i think of like like yes they're 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 right in a lot of these instances yes they're right as far as like the racism side but really you so you have a lot of anger really you have a lot of anger and then you're embodying that that image of that alpha male um you feel like you have to do that part like does that make sense like you're you're mm-hmm. feeling like you have to embody that character of the strong black male mm. You know what I'm saying? Really, because racism is kicking your ass every day wrongfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. that's the kind of people I think of. And a lot of a lot of men, you know, are looking for that leader again, you know, like the MLK and the, the Malcolm X. And, you know, people are looking for that that leader and everybody want to kind of be that leader. You know what I'm saying? And they they saying they're not having any strong black males anymore. And if it, it seems like the, a lot of the men are fighting for that image again, if you mm. kind of pay attention. So yeah, yeah, I, I would say at times it could definitely be a, a a trauma response, like from from white supremacy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I was thinking about how, like, you know, even when it comes to how a lot of men are raised, and you know, you raise your child to be able to. Pr- protect themselves in the society that we live in and part of that Mm -hmm. is assimilated into the culture and Mm -hmm. we know that the uh, you know the white supremacy Mm -hmm. um, society that we live in it is um, white male dominated. So right. we know that yeah. these are the teachings of what a man is supposed to be. So mm-hmm. let me build my son up to be that man. And then right. on top of that, uh, working out version. Mm-hmm, and working mm-hmm. into these spaces, let me uh, become embody that as well so that right. I know that I could fit into these spaces and survive because in this society, I'm supposed to be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not um, being the breadwinner then i'm mm-hmm. not making it i'm not thriving i'm not surviving mm-hmm. therefore i'm not worthy enough to be mm-hmm. able to you know be a whole being in this society so why not mm-hmm. make sure i facilitate that and continue to preach that so that hey y'all see me from the outside y'all see me as that man that i'm supposed to be so why are mm-hmm. you not you know approaching me but the only downside of that is that mm-hmm. preaching that is keeping you from recognizing who the people that you're really wanting are most definitely mm-hmm. when it comes to you know relationships because we have a lot more uh women in this society it was well, mm-hmm. i could say people in general who want to have mutual respect in their relationships and if mm-hmm. you're the uh over here saying that you need to be you know macho macho you're losing those options and now because of the shift let's go on racial lines of a lot Mm. more white men acknowledging that you know what that macho macho shit is not healthy that macho macho Mm -hmm. shit is not where we should be let's Mm -hmm. communicate let's have these conversations because to think about things on a broader um spectrum white people have been in therapy a lot longer than we have so Mm -hmm. they have Mm -hmm. done the work they have done the healings therefore that will always be a better option because on the black hand side we're dealing with all that trauma and not trying to let it go. Man, when I be looking at how like white men, like even how the humor is set up, they don't mind straddling that 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 gay joking line and then not like their masculinity and manhood not really be um up for debate. Like, but with a black guy, if he do anything like homoerotic like even if it's in a joking way like Mm -hmm. that's basically saying you're taking away their manhood or you emasculating them or you know what i'm saying like it's so many things white men have more freedom to do like they have more freedom with their gender expression in their manhood not be um uh up for grabs versus black men so i see why some black men go so hard to try to fit this 
this alpha male image but then at the end of the day like i said it is a trauma response you know what i'm saying and it's a lot of men undoing the work and mm. you know i mean doing the work and undoing a lot of those um those things and a lot of it starts like at a happy home with both parents not upholding it and you know what i'm saying just just letting their kid be their kid you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it's it's so deep and you know slavery was not that long ago mm-hmm. so you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's so damn deep everything is so deep but i have noticed like just just white people have more freedom to do anything really mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they got more freedom to do anything even when it comes to jokes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's pretty crazy it's real crazy. And yeah. if you if you happen to be a black man, listen to this podcast and you felt triggered and or you felt as though that that you connected with something that we just recently said, there are resources in the show notes, the therapy ones. Exactly. Look into those. Therapy is great. Therapy is important. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just want to rage out and hate, listen to the podcast. Make sure you give me those five <laughs> stars. And also, <laughs> suck a dick with a pronoun on it, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, let's get into some Never Have I Ever. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Never have I ever made out with two people at the same time. Nah, I've never done that. I have. It was a threesome, and it was great. <laughs> now I've had a threesome but never made out with two people. Yeah. I'm sure that'd be interesting. Sir, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I guess I just don't be liking to kiss people like that. Okay, that makes sense. That that definitely makes sense. Because you <laughs> like, know you can kiss everybody. When I be watching kissing scenes, sometimes I'd be like, ooh. <laughs> like in movies. <laughs> I, I be looking away sometimes. Like. Now you be looking away. Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I sometimes I be having that uh, thought, like, okay, like when, like those scenes when people just be real right there in that person's face. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder if their breath stink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they be talking to each other's face, like. <laughs> like what are we doing here can we can, are we taking mitts before this rolls or what else what 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 we got going on because i know if i'm on a scene and i have to like get this um close to somebody i pop at least three minutes just to make sure the back of the throat got you know all all that it needed swallow some and gargle some down uh listerine and all because i'm not you uh, you're not gonna catch me slipping right exactly you've been talking about you smell it he got some some stinky bread look be like uh -uh, we cannot do another kiss and and then then it'd be documented on a movie so every time people watch it yeah i heard in this in this part right here his breath stunk (laughs) yeah definitely not gonna catch me slipping not at all because we're not playing these games look (laughs) i'm gonna have the questions everything are you allergic to any kind of breath mints or anything like that oh you're not (laughs) okay we're doing this we are doing this Mm -hmm. (laughs) throw something in their mouth we're not (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you ready for another one Yep. So never have I ever been gagged during sex. No. I have no. not either, but I have gagged somebody during sex. <laughs> it was right. fun. It was it was a role play scene and it was it was a lot of fun doing that. I would So when you say gagged, you mean like like with the dick or are you saying like with the actual gag? <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, like putting something in their mouth to keep them from talking. Oh. That, but <laughs> nah. that's a, that's a, also a good question too. Uh, <laughs> I have not done that either. Uh, well, not well with a dick, I, but I have gagged somebody. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. Nah. Look, I, I don't. I still don't get why some um, dudes enjoy um, get, like gagging people with the dick. I I. I know that it's that sound that they love but really? I will throw up like some dudes really like that <laughs> no <laughs> why now, I've done it on accident but not on purpose <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose <laughs> y'all 
I'm, this is not a porn. This is not a porn. <laughs> if it is, let me know because I need to know. I need to make sure my names are in the credit. And on top of that, I have a, a specific stage name that I need to be down there. And am I getting paid? Because exactly, we need the compensation. We need the compensation. I, I, I'm not a free extra. Speaking of which, <laughs> I've had some people who um, do porn ask me like, do the like. I want to have sex with them and then said, oh, you also have to pay. And I was like, mm. what? <laughs> to be in your content, you're asking me to pay, bitch. I've I had people approach me and say, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, well, how's it going? You know, and then they'd be like, I'll be down with link with you sometimes. And I'd be like, oh, OK, you know, whatever, depending on what they ask. And then they'll say, uh, yeah, my rates are, duh, 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 duh. and I'll be like, "What the hell?" That's happened to me a couple times where they approach me and then tell me they rates. It's not how that works. It's not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, if like I'm not gonna knock your hustle, but nah. If if it's weird, if we're going to have a, a a scene that we're doing together, who's the production company and how we're going to get that taken care of? And if if you don't have a production company that you're working with, this is just going to be promo for the both of us at this point because it wasn't even like content type of thing. It oh, was Lord. just them trying to sell some dick or ass. Look, <laughs> oh my god! And they they'll approach me and then. We'll just have a conversation and be like, oh, would you be down to meet? And then they'll just state their rates. Like, I'm I done. wouldn't even say yes or nothing. They would just give me their rates. Like, I'm done. That's kind of what niggas be on nowadays. Individuals with weird. dick. Individuals <laughs> with dick. I just, there's this one thing. If you are out here topping motherfuckers, um, you have to sell an experience, right? <laughs> if you can't sell an experience, you don't have rates, motherfucker, to charge anybody because ain't no, you coming over here and you came quick on me. No, I didn't. I am purchasing something, and if I don't reach where I thought, if I'm not seeing heaven, if I'm not seeing <laughs> as yet, but if I don't see the mountain, the Lord, as well as somebody's <laughs> fucking grandmother, when I come, we are. You did not sell. You did not do what needed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's the approaching me and giving me a raise. They supposed to approach you, weird ass. But yeah, that's what motherfuckers be on. Oh my God. This, <laughs> this, this oh, I'm I'm done with y'all. <laughs> would you like a would you rather question? Sure. Would you rather let your significant other sleep with your best friend or let them see with sleep with your worst enemy? My best friend. Yeah. My best friend is actually a woman, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would be interesting. Yeah, I would rather that one than than uh my worst enemy. Who's my worst enemy? I don't think I have a worst enemy. See, if I have an enemy, I don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> introduce yourself. I would love to know. But I just know that if the motherfucker is my enemy, nah. Okay, <laughs> let me. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely a friend yeah. versus a worst enemy. Yeah. I think I'll, <laughs> I'll go the same route because I'm just like. <laughs> This is friend. Like, okay. <laughs> y'all know each other right. anyways. If, <laughs> if y'all was feeling each other and y'all had sex after that, is it still there or what's up? Is this <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it like, is what it is. Yeah. All right, y'all y'all not doing this on a recurring basis. I just know that. <laughs> exactly. But well, my had, permission. <laughs> you had the experience. Was it good? Was it great? Was it bad? And that's it. <laughs> Right. We Gucci, we Gucci. Thank you. <laughs> the enemy, all I can say, make sure you join the I Hate Burn community. Is that <laughs> I hate burn.com? It's $25 per year. Join up. <laughs> I, I love it for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, do you have any last words that you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, I would like to tell the audience that trans men are men and uh, don't be randomly asking trans men if you can get them pregnant or don't randomly approach trans men and ask them if they have a dick or a pussy. And I think people should educate themselves before asking like questions like, 
Am I still, do I still have my period? And Because these are stuff you can Google, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think that's just disrespectful at a certain point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Try to get all the things you can Google first, you know what I'm saying? Before talking with somebody, when you, you're talking with them about personal things, and not, I'm not saying you ever made me feel <laughs> disrespected at any point. I think that you're obviously educated on things, but um, it's just some people out here to just be willy-nilly just diving right into it without knowing the person or the person opening the door to say, yes, I would like to be asked questions or yes, I'm down to talk. You know what I'm saying? Let's mm-hmm. let's just be a little mindful about people. You know what I'm saying? I get that a lot of people are excited, you know what I'm saying? They're meeting a lot of trans people for the first time, knowingly, mm-hmm. and you're ready to jump right into it. But let's just, you know, hold your horses <laughs> mm-hmm. and get yourself together, and then we could talk. You know what I'm saying? Approach a motherfucker that actually don't mind talking, and we'll let you know everybody is different mm-hmm. on different accounts. And yes, every trans person is different. You can't hold us to a monolithic or stereotypical standard because it's always going to be a person that goes against those standards and grain so yes that's all i want to say hey it's a beautiful <laughs> message a beautiful message <laughs> thank uh, you thank you you're welcome and again thank you so much for coming on to the podcast i greatly appreciate no you um to the audience thank you for out having there. me Oh, of course. For the audience out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Liquid Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful, you are worthy of happiness and joy, you are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.